Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead And some days are magical, like great banana bread Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads The voices in our heads What the fuck is up you guys? Hi! Hi. Hi. Oh, hi. Welcome to the Voices in Our Heads. My name's Christina Marie Hutchinson. And I'm a voice in your head right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How many weird voices can I do in one episode? 187. Probably more than that. Oh, boy, am I on my period. <laughs> you know what? Fuck all y'all. I'm going to talk about it. I'm on my period, and it's the first day. Hey, that's the one that sucks the most copyright that's copyrighted just says just me i'm on my period and the night before my period every time without fail every month since i was the ripe age of oh 11 that sucks um pretty much the night before every period i'm sad and lonely and i eat a lot of something and last night actually i wasn't sad and lonely last night because i'm in a very good mood lately look at me um but I did make a pie, and it was a pumpkin pie, and I ate it. I didn't eat the whole thing, but I ate half of it. Ooh, that's rich. And I was like, man, I'm really hungry, and my boobs hurt. They feel like they weigh 800 pounds. And then without fail, the next day, I'm like, oh, oh, my God, it's my period. I forget I get my period every month. And I there was a point where I thought I might have been pregnant, Um just because I thought I was, and I wasn't. Yay! So every time my period comes, even if I'm not having sex, I'm like, I'm not pregnant! Woo! I'm not pregnant! Who's not pregnant? Christina, not Christina. Again, copywritten by me. But yeah, last night I ate a half of a pumpkin pie, and then today, when I'm on my period, I eat whatever I want, because fuck the world. Um, and you should too. You should eat whatever you want people on their periods and by people i mean ladies today uh for dinner i had a sandwich not to brag but i also had a pickle cool ranch doritos oatmeal chocolate chip cookie and the other half of that pie and also (laughs) sometimes one day i probably will regret everything i say on this but um not yet so hey i'm doing great um but man I I took a shit (laughs) that stunk so bad that I had to light a pack of matches and ask myself some questions. And then I just answered them. And I was like, what did I eat? Oh, a pumpkin pie, cool ridge, Doritos, a pickle, milk chocolate chip cookie, and a turkey sandwich. Your poop don't smell good when you do that. But there's this video that I'm obsessed with. Um... And I'm going to put it up on the resources on my website, www.christinahutchinson.com. If you can't spell it by now, you don't know me. And that makes me sad. But um, there's this video of this toddler learning to potty train. And he he did it. I'm going to play a clip for you real quick because it's so cute. I thought you pooped too. Every time I go to the bathroom... Even if I pooped, I'm like, I didn't poop. I peed. Like, how fun is that? That a little tiny human is so excited about what he did. He peed. He didn't poop. He peed. (laughs) I didn't poop. I peed. Radazans. Dinner from New Orleans. Gonna make you poop. Mm, Yeah, I put the uh, YouTube video of this up on my website if you want to. If you want to look at it, it's so fun. I also rollerbladed today, and I hadn't rollerbladed in a while. Babes on Blades. Welcome to the Babes on Blades Club, by the way, everybody. Oh, man, it was so cool. I saw a lot of rollerbladers today. It was actually nighttime. I did a nighttime rollerblading because I am brave. There was a lot of people around me. But um, it's fun blading at night. And, man, so I after Corinne left, we recorded Guys We Fucked, and then Corinne left, and I was like, I need to buy weed. I buy these pre-rolls rolled in Keef because your girl don't fuck around. And my favorite thing to do is smoke a little J and then go rollerblading. And that's exactly what I did. And I have my playlist, Babes on Blades, on Spotify. I'm also going to put a link to that on my website for this episode. I really like it. You should subscribe to it if you want, if you have Spotify. I change up the music every once in a while, but there's a lot of fun songs. And a song 
just came back into my life that I can't believe I fucking forgot about. Do you know the song, Hey Leonardo by Blessed Union of the Souls? Remember that song? She likes me for me, not because. Some of the lyrics, <laughs> I, I re-listened to that song. I was like, oh yeah, that fucking song. I fucking loved that song. And some of the lyrics, I was listening back to it. I'm like, this is one of the lyrics. She likes me for me, not because I look like Tyson Beckford. And then I look the guy up and yo, boo boo. You don't, you don't look like Tyson Beckford at all. Tyson Beckford is the hottest motherfucker in the game. He's one of the most beautiful men on the planet. And if you're saying that in your song that will live forever and we can see your face, you gotta have some accuracy to it. <laughs> in this one verse, there's this one verse. She don't care about my big screen or my collection of DVDs. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, can you imagine? having so many DVDs that you're worried your girlfriend likes you for that. How shit is your personality if your girlfriend just likes you for your DVDs? <laughs> she likes me for me, not because I got a lot of DVDs. My house is filled with DVDs. I think I have a problem. I like her for her, not because she loves my DVDs. Did I mention I got DVDs? Does your boyfriend have that? Probably not. Cause I bought all of the DVDs. I own every single DVD. Your boyfriend could suck my dick through my DVDs. <laughs> I made that up just now. You're welcome. You're welcome. God, I love being weird on this podcast. It's fun for me. And I hope it's fun for you. But if it's not, don't listen. Your body, your choice. Another song on my Babes on Blades playlist is by a little felon named Young Gravy. And it's called Mr. Clean. My friend Alana, who's a very talented painter, um, she knows all the good like booty popping music and she introduced me to the song. And the, the, I, there's a verse in it that makes me so happy. And when I'm blading stoned at night under a bridge, like I just did mere hours ago, I sing this song out loud and people could probably hear me. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. But there's this verse in Mr. Clean by Young Gravy. And he's like, I don't need the booty. I ain't even got to say, but I eat my girl ass if she had a bad day. Hey. And I'm like, that's the kind of guy I want to go on a date with. I don't really necessarily like my ass eating. It's fine. I'll eat your ass after you shower, you know. But I, I like doing it to other people. But if you want to do it, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. You know, I'm like, eh. but if it means a lot to you, you could do it. But I love... Just the notion of like, if you don't eat the booty, but if your girl having a bad day, you eat her booty, that's so nice. Thanks, boo, for eating my booty because I had a bad day. Well, you definitely don't want to, oof, definitely don't want to eat my booty after, oh God, that's so gross. I'm sorry. I should edit that out, but I'm not going to because this is who I am and I'm not afraid. I'm a little afraid. Hey, I have some shows coming up. Do you want to come to them? Tomorrow, if you're in New York City, I have really two really fun shows that I co-host and produce, and that's a lot of work. It's a lot of anxiety when you're we're a comedian and you're producing a show, and that also means usually you're hosting it. It's just it's just hard. It's like whenever I host a party, it's hard for I never get even tipsy when I have a party because I'm like, is everybody having a good time? Are you, you guys are having fun at my party, right? Are you having fun at my party? Please, I'll kill myself. It's a miracle we don't kill ourselves. Good for us. Um, anyway, these two shows that I'm producing and co-hosting um, Thursday which is tomorrow um, at The Stand. Justin Silver and I uh, have a monthly show called We're Not Banging. And we're not banging because we're not. And um, you should come to that show. It's really good. Corinne's going to be on it. Bobby Kelly, Rachel Feinstein, Joe DeRosa. And um, on Saturday, November 16th, Wendy Starling and I co-host Glamour Puss, which is so, that show's so special to me because we open the show every month with characters, Nina and Simone. I talked about this last week, but I'm just going to remind you because fuck you. Just kidding. I love you. Unless you push people down the stairs. That's not nice. Um, Glamour Puss is happening on Saturday. That's going to be really fun. And then if you live in San Diego, my first headlining weekend, American Comedy Club, November 21st to the 23rd. If you know anybody in San Diego, let them know. Let them know. Your girl coming and it's going to be fun. Justin Silver is going to be featuring for that. And uh, Philadelphia, my fucking home city. 215 forever. Eagles get a wall, get a hoagie. We'll get a wall, get a hoagie and watch the Eagles game. 
Um, headlining Helium, February 6th through the 8th. And Philadelphia is one of my favorite cities to perform for because you cannot offend Philly trash. I am Philly trash. It's my, one of my favorite kinds of people. They're just so fucked up that you can't piss them off. You can't offend them and you really get to twist the knife. So I feel like I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm an edgy comedian. I don't really push people's boundaries because um, they want people to love me and think I'm great. So um, I don't really have the guts to do that. And I don't really have the inclination, the comedic, you know, instinct to do that. But um, I do that in Philly. I like it. It allows me to twist the knife a little, a little harder than I usually do. So that'll be fun. Oh, hey, let's do some fuckboy theater. This version of fuckboy theater, these are all messages. There's a variety of messages, and these are all sent to one lady. These are actually sent to her on Instagram, the first couple that I'm going to read. I looked at her Instagram page, because, you know, not that it's not, I'm like, oh, is she like showing her booty all the time or like she's like really super like you know in a bikini or something she's an artist she's a really talented artist and uh there wasn't any there didn't seem anything that was like not that anybody's ever asking for it but like begging for some creepy messages but um she got them so these are all messages to the same person okay this is man fuck boy number one you are really gorgeous hi who are you a simple common man. Can we be friends? I think it means can we be friends. I have enough friends. That means I'm not entertained. Where from you? Where from are you? Leave me alone. I want to meet people and make new friends. Aren't you interested? Not interested. Oh, we'll talk to you next time. You get free. Don't talk to me again. And then he sends a heart emoji. And then he sends a video of an Asian baby. And I can't play it because it's a screenshot. But I can't imagine that that Asian baby is saying anything that's going to save this man's ass. Okay. Here's another conversation that this girl had. Oh, she's British. Oh, I should be British now. Okay. <clears throat> Not for the guy, so. You love art. Yes. I love you. And then the next day he says, I'm kidding about that. I, I'm like, you like art though. I like, you don't get much people. Anyways, what you up to? Leave me alone. Why? Because I don't want to talk to you. Why? I don't get it. You want some dick? And then he sends a picture of his dick. I should say cock, because that's, that's the only thing I, that's the only word that can describe what I'm looking at right now. It's scary looking. It looks like a horror movie cock. It looks like, it sneaks up on you in the middle of the night when you're fast asleep and it pokes you in the eye. It's very veiny and very scary and not in a good way. And she says, what the fuck? Question mark. What's up? Want to fuck? And she doesn't reply and I, I don't know why. Okay, here's another fuck boy that messaged this poor lady on Instagram. <laughs> if you want to free the nipple, I'm open to see. Winky face, winky face. Oh, okay, thank God, a man's attention. That's exactly what I'm doing it for. Phew. No, I'm not, all I'm saying is I'm open to see you practically showed all of Instagrams. so what's the problem with one more picture? LOL, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for myself. May I ask what it does for yourself? If it's really a hot day and you take your shirt off, what does that do for you? makes me feel extremely uncomfortable with my body and then I put my shirt back on oh, that's sad I'm sorry about your lack of confidence my point is though that all I'm doing all I'm looking to do is to cool myself down on a hot day the same way men are allowed to I see by I merely I but I think it means but but I mean what is another pick if there's one on Instagram I just want one without the paint um, I recommend Pornhub. I think you'd love it. I can't talk to them. Or why not trying to get to know someone you match with on Tinder and then suggesting sexting? Want to be my Tinder match? What I'm saying is, it's not going to happen with me because in that photo, my top is not off in a sexual way. No. I'm sure you have done it before. What's one more time? Not with some random guy from Insta who took a political statement and turned it into something sexual. 
Maybe if you had given a shit about the point I was making in the post. How is it a political statement? Show some solidarity with my cause. It's about the inequality between men and women. Our nipples are sexualized and yours aren't. You can take your shirt off and be more comfortable and we can't because we're always seen as sex objects and you, sir, are just proving my point. I mean, I'm interested in the political point you're trying to make. No, he's not. But how's there inequality between men and women? (laughs) That's a loaded question, my friend. Many, many ways. Do you think women get paid less? If you had posted a picture of yourself topless, no one would be DMing you. That's just one way. How are they getting paid less? Why are you bringing that up? I didn't say that. You did. I said they're unequal. And women can see men as sex objects, but you don't see that in the news. What? I feel like you are one of those people us people in Wyoming call a snowflake. I'm really not. What's another way we aren't equal? I just put a picture of myself with painted nipples up. That doesn't mean I want to fuck you. And now you're angry. I'm, and I'm not trying to hate, just have a friendly argument. It's not my job to explain all this to you. If you haven't noticed it by now, maybe you never will. Just one subject. No, thanks. Do you like Trump? I have better things to do, like paint my nipples. It's not, uh, uh, oh, I have better things to do than, uh, like paint my nipples. Okay. You should just let me watch. I'm doing it for myself. Remember? These are all this. She just got those on Instagram. Can we not? Can we? I don't. Ugh, I guess people slide into people's DMs and that's how love happens sometimes. But listen, fellas, if you're going to slide into a woman's DMs, don't be a creep. Just don't. Don't be a creep. Because, wait, who the hell? Oh, um, Sophia. The hot chick from Game of Thrones, Sophia Turner, and Joe Jonas, they met because he slid into Sophia's Instagram DMs. That's how they met. And now they're married. And guess what? Joe probably didn't say to Sophia, can I just see your fucking nipples, you stupid whore? Oh, my God. Yes, you can. Marry me. No, that didn't happen. Because Joe Jonas has better thoughts in his head than that to lead with. Okay? Okay? Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Here's a segment that's new because I just thought of it. Well, I did it on an earlier episode, so I guess I didn't just think of it. Sometimes I'll have ideas and it'll be the same idea, but I'll think that I thought of it for the first time and I get re-excited. Is that a bad thing? Maybe it's not. It gives me hope. So people, I was like, just tweet me a random question and I'll answer it. And here's some of the random questions. Listening to your podcast, you're talking about gaff tooth people uh, and made me think about Carl Ruiz. I really enjoyed him on here. Oh, this is on Instagram. He said that. And you got to meet him. What was he like? Was he like his videos in person? Carl Ruiz, if you don't know, uh, was a chef and he died. He died. And the last conversation I had with him was, I think one of the last things I said to him and one of the last things two of my other friends said to him, which is very strange, was don't die, Carl. Um, but on his Instagram, and then he did, he died. And it's weird because he was in another state when he passed away. And I still don't believe, like, I believe he died, but it doesn't make sense. And I, I've heard that about death. Like, it's got to, like, set in. Like, when I don't see your dead body or I don't see you in pain, like, it's, it's I can't comprehend that you died. So it's just, it's very strange. But um, Carl Ruiz was one of the most special people that I've ever met. And I had only known him that point about, like, six to eight months. I knew him pretty well. Um, he was, like, what he was, in, in, like, in his videos. He ate a lot of hot dogs. And that probably is why he died. Because um, hot dogs aren't good for you. He ate, like, he ate a lot of, like, hot, hot dogs. He just ate a lot of hot dogs. And, uh, man, hot dogs ain't good for you. Um... And he didn't get a lot of sleep that I knew. Um, but Carl was the shit. He was a very special person. And he was very kind. Very, very, very kind to everybody. And very interested. He was like, how when people tell me about stories where they meet a politician, uh, a really good one, a well-known one, it's usually they're very charming and charismatic and they make you feel like the only person in the room. Carl had that. That was pretty cool. 
R.I.P. Carl. Ugh, miss you, Carl. My friend Ryan Reese and I, we're so pissed that he died. Oh, we're so pissed. And then so for the next week, we drank a lot um, in Carl's honor. But every time we got a new drink, we would toast each other and we would say, fuck you, Carl. Because we're mad that he died. I hate when people die. But you, we're all going to die. So you might as well live it up, baby. Live it up, baby cakes. Live it up. Have a fun life. Don't die until you do. You know, you're going to. What's something you're looking forward to right now? Ooh, that's a good question. I always have to have something I look forward to. I told my therapist that this past Thursday, and she was like, that's because you're trying to avoid your problems. I'm like, I get it, okay. But that's one of the reasons why I told her, because <laughs> I was like, there's another tactic I do to avoid problems. But when I was a kid, it was like, if I was go, God, if I was going to fucking Six Flags in Williamsburg, Virginia, one of my favorite places on the planet, because I used to live in Virginia. Um, but if I was going to, no, no, not Six Flags, Bush Gardens. Bush Gardens. Um, I would go there, you know, often as a kid. But when I had like a scheduled trip, I would just like, I would just like write it down and plan out my outfit and plan out what I'm going to put in my backpack. Like I would look forward to something so hard and I still do. But right now, what am I looking forward to? Um, my life, my future. I'm looking forward to my future. Right now, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, I'll be more specific. That's probably what you meant. Um, the short film I did. Oh man, it's so good. Dude, I'm a good actress. I really am. And I got a BFA in acting. I fucking worked my ass off. I always wanted to be an actress. And it means a lot to me. And I watch this fucking... I keep... I have to watch this edit for for notes. And uh, I've watched it maybe like 50 times at this point. The film is like 21 minutes so far. And uh, it's good. And I'm so excited. There's this guy. His name's Dan Krissa. He actually are, um, helped with the theme song. Um, he helped out uh, to make the theme song for the podcast that I sang... That's right, I sang it. And also, two other artists who helped on the theme song, because I want to give them plugs, is Julian Villard and uh, Colin Smith. They both, they all helped me. But um, Dan is uh, is uh, doing the orchestration for the film. He's uh, com- making the, he's composing it. And uh, I'm so excited to see that, because it's already so good, and the music's going to make it so much better. And oh, I can't wait. We're going to submit it to Tribeca Film Festival. If you're listening and you run Tribeca Film Festival, can you accept it? It's really good. It's really good. And Wendy Starling and Corinne Fisher and Justin Silver in it. And they're so fucking good. Dude, Wendy Stark about good actress. Holy shit. Wendy Starling. She's great. I also produced, uh, this is another thing I'm looking forward to, um, a documentary called Funny Pains. And it's about Wendy. um, And they followed her around for like the course of four years. And when they started following her around is when we were already doing Glamour Puss. And so they got footage of her and I meeting outside of a WeWork because that was my day job at the time. That was my very last day job. And this is how long ago this was. And I worked in management. So I had like a key card to every WeWork. And I abused my power and I met there all the time. It really wasn't abuse of power. I just didn't tell people. Um, and they, the, the documentary crew captured Wendy and I outside of a WeWork smoking a cigarette being like, oh my God, I'm so nervous about this opening. Oh my God, I don't, ha- I don't have any ideas. Oh my God, we're not funny. And then it cuts to us at Glamour Puss after we did the opening. It's like, we're so funny. We're so cute. Oh my God, we're so good. Um, but this documentary about Wendy is going to be really, really fucking great. It's called Funny Pains. There's an Instagram for it. I think it's Funny Pains Doc. Um, you can search it. Uh, it's it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to that as well. Um, I got a lot of work stuff that I'm doing. And you know what else I'm looking forward to? Oh, I'll tell you. Um, the pattern says that I have t- oh, was it 11 more days. Wait, let me see. Let me give you an exact update. Oh, it's still 12. Damn it. 12 more days of... And there's these like certain patterns that come in and out of your life, according to this app. Um, relationship blocks and unpredictable relationships are both uh, experiences that I'm going through. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, you should, you got that right, fucking pattern. Um, but in 12 days, your girl gonna be swinging with the titties out and a pussy out. I'm not gonna be doing that, but I hope that means that I'll meet somebody kind who won't make me feel sad. And will make me feel glad. I'm so articulate. Um, what was the first nickname given to you? Elaborate. Oh, this is a good one. Um, the first nickname ever given to me was Nina. When I was a little baby. I was a very cute baby. Um, I There's two origins to this story. One, a family friend said that she started calling me Nina. But then uh, my brother was saying that when I was young, I couldn't say Christina. Cause that's a lot. That's a load. 
load of words and syllables or load load of syllables rather that's only one word it's a name um load of syllables for a child to say but i just call myself nina and so my brother the only person that calls me that is my brother oh and and brantley my nephew oh my god i love him so much but he calls me aunt nina and i went trick-or-treating with him this halloween and uh he kept calling me aunt pina because he was trying to be funny and i was like boy you're so funny i love children they're the best i want to have a kid do you ever think of that gal probably more of the gals maybe maybe the guys do I really want to know what it's like to have a baby. I fucking love babies. I want to have one one day. I want to have one perfect little young gay male baby. I know you can't choose your child's sexuality and whatever the child's sexuality ends up being is fine. But if I had to pick, I would want a a, 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 a little boy with glasses. No, actually I want a girl. I don't know. I want whatever I want whatever the Lord gives me. Kids with glasses are are a few of my favorite things children with glasses children wearing glasses brightens my day so hard it makes me just as happy as when i'm rollerblading i love when kids have glasses oh i want a kid with glasses so bad my eyes are shit well according to a 23andme um i'm about to get age-related macular degeneration so my contact prescription right now is a negative six in my left eye and a negative 5.5 in my right eye and aka if you know what that means you're probably going oh shit girl you blind bitch bitch you blind yep but sometimes what the the cool thing about that is i can remove my eyesight i have contacts and i wear glasses but when i like when i wear glasses i can if i take them off i can't see shit and honestly i feel better I'm like, wow, it's like the world is just like a mysterious place and you can't control what happens, but if something's like right in front of your face, then you could see it. And I just worry less when I can't see. But I can't really walk around when I can't see because I need somebody with me because that's how blind I am. Um, but I want to do this thing. That's just remi- I just reminded myself of this. I've been wanting to go on stage with glass. I wanted to go on stage um, and wear my glasses to the club and then take them off when I'm on stage so I can't see anything because I look at people in the eyes when I perform stand up and uh, and if somebody looks bored, I get really in like oh no, they don't love me. Even still, like I'm a very confident performer um, because I've been doing it for so long and uh, and I've been doing it a lot lately. This past year, I've been crushing stand-up um, and just getting better at it and more confident. My stage presence is, is aces. Um, but I want to try doing it and taking my glasses off so I can't see the audience just to see if that'll make any difference. Maybe I'll try it in San Diego. You should come. Can you come? Okay. This other person asks this question. Do you ever dumb down your content? Is it possible to not offend people these days? I don't think you should care about that. Your job is to be funny regardless. I mean, I agree with you, sir. It was a guy who wrote this question. Um, I don't ever dumb down my content, but sometimes when you get on stage, sometimes the venue is one where like, sometimes it'll be like a restaurant and then there's a kid there and I can't mimic sucking a dick in front of a kid. I'm going to scare the kid. Also, get your kid out of here. Dude, yeah, I'm going to blame it on the guys, not the mothers, okay? It's no one's fault. But just, you know, don't bring your fucking kid. And when I say kid, I'm talking like a five-year-old. Like, don't, I don't want to do my, so I'll, 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 um, I'll alter my material if there's kids there, but I'll be pissed about it. And then I'll yell at the parents, um, but in a kind way. Um, dumb down my content. No, and I don't, I don't, like I said earlier, I don't do edgy content. Although I did go on stage tonight at New York Comedy Club um, and, uh, the the host uh, had said, hey, just so you know, like there's this guy in the, like if you're on stage and you look to the right, he's special needs. Um, uh, I looked over, I believe he had Down syndrome and he, but he was kind of like walking everywhere and he's like, just just so you know, because when a, when a comedian's on stage and an audience member does something weird or silly, the comedian, you know, you comment on it, but I don't want to comment on that because that's, oh my, first of all, I'd want to die after I got on stage if I didn't notice that this person was special needs because that's not, oh, that... Ooh, that would make me feel like the biggest piece of shit. But I do have one joke where um, I'll just tell it to you now. Um, I use the word retarded, but I'm I'm quoting somebody where I'm at this bar. Ugh, actually, well, I wasn't at a bar when it happened. I was fucking this guy who's so oh, one of the hottest guys I've ever fucked. He's so attractive. He's married now with kids and his wife's gorgeous and the kids are gorgeous. And I'm like, buddy, you made the right choice. Um, <laughs> but one time he said to me, he's like, your body's like retarded. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, your body. It's retarded. I was like, like black eyed peas retarded or 
like what's eating Gilbert grape retarded. I don't understand what you're trying to say to me right now. I gotta be real. Um, that's a joke that I'll do. Um, and I, I always felt comfortable saying it because I'm quoting somebody. Unless it's like a racial slur, I'm not gonna quote you on that. But if it's something that's kind of edgy that somebody else said and I'm quoting it very obviously in a joke, I'll do that. But like that joke I'd been doing lately and I was when the host told me that the special needs gentleman was um, to the right, I was like, oh, okay, not gonna do that. Cause I just, I don't wanna make anybody feel small ever. Oh my God. Um, but then some people, some comics I really respect, they twist the knife hard, 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 hard. Like Dave Chappelle's latest comedy special. Um, he twists that knife real hard. Um, and I think he did it. Well, he did. No, I know he did it because he said it in the special that he, he kind of like took the bullet for all comedians. Um, and they didn't get that much flack for it that I noticed. Usually when a comic gets flack for saying something, um, when it's like, you know a huge amount other comedians will start talking about it because we'll all be pissed off and annoyed at the public um so uh but yeah he didn't give him that much flack and he said some pretty edgy shit um so but i really liked that i like i really respect a comedian who doesn't care who gives zero fucks to the point where they will say things because one of my favorite types of jokes are are jokes that i am offended by but I laugh at and I'm mad that I'm laughing at them because I don't want to because I want to be mad at the comic. I love that shit because it just feels uncomfortable. And I don't really feel uncomfortable a lot in my life. Well, I did right before it took the dump, but hey, I'll be here all night. Um, but uh, it, it's interesting. I like, I really enjoy when people make me question my own morals and my own boundaries and what I'm okay with. I think that's really interesting because I've, I'm very curious about myself and I want to be the best me I can be. And I think in order to be the best person you can be, you have to look within, like look in your own eyes in the mirror and be like, who am I? Who am I? Um, and I like that. I like when a comic makes me think. My material don't really make you think, but it's funny. Okay, here's another random question. Would you rather have a nipple-sized penis or penis-sized nipples? I had to think about that one for a while. I read that in the cab and I was like, oh man, nipple sized penis. That's a really tiny penis. At that point, it's a clit. My clit's bigger than that. And my clit's not big. It's a little baby one. Well, not a baby. Oh, I did it again. I said something weird. Um, you know what I mean? Um, I think I would rather have, I mean, I'm a lady, so I don't have a penis, but if I had to choose, I'd rather have a nipple sized penis. Because then you could just use a strap on or be really good at eating people out and fingering. Penis-sized nipples? Yowza, dude. I got big old boobs. I got tig old bitties. Big tatas. And if I had penis-sized nipples on my tits, ugh, that would suck ass. But maybe I could fuck people with my nipples then. Because nipples get erect. Oh, shit. Maybe I changed my mind. You know what? I'd rather have penis-sized nipples. Because then I'd have a vagina. Because I'm a lady. And so I can have sex there. Or I could fuck you with my nipples. Yo, I'm going to fuck people with my nipples. Well, I'm not. Because this is an imaginary situation. But what is penis-sized nipples, Alex? Correct. Thank y'all. Okay, here's another question. What's the best way to establish boundaries when you're used to being a people pleaser? Oh, girl, that's a loaded ass question. Establishing boundaries is one of the healthiest things you can do for yourself. And it's one of the things I'm the worst at. I'm so bad at boundaries that, um, that I will employ people when I feel bad for them. Like if, if someone's like, oh... This isn't, this is me like years ago, but um, if I had the opportunity to give somebody any type of job and they like came to me and they were just like, man, I don't have any money, but I just, I feel like I have to fix all their problems. Um, and that's terrible. There was zero boundaries with that. But one of the, um, I don't know if I've talked about this on this podcast. If I have, shut the fuck up. I don't care. Um, no, I'll, I'm sorry. But um, Corinne and I, Corinne is my comedy partner, Corinne Fisher, and um, she's really good at boundaries. And one of the earlier boundaries that she has set with her and I in our working relationship, because we're work wives, we're, we're, you know, we're really close friends, but we're, we're work wives. And um, one of the things that she said early on was um, 
hey, if you're ever going to contact me about business stuff, business related stuff, because her and I had so many projects going on. We were hosting shows. We were making videos. We were coming up with random ideas. She was like, Tech, um, uh, don't text me them. Email them to me. Okay. Because that way, if she's out with her friends, you know, and she's just, you know, shooting the shit and then she gets a text from me. And it's like, oh my God. So I think we should do this for merch. And I think we should do this. And then we should do That's overwhelming and annoying. And I wouldn't want that either. So she established, that's, that's a great example of a really healthy boundary. And that, oh, that helps us so much. That helps our working relationship. And uh, what's a boundary that I set? See, I'm so bad at them. And, uh, and there is a, there is a, um, a man I was seeing uh, or seeing, or I don't know what you would call it, but um, I really, 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 really liked him so, so much. I loved him. So, oh God, so much. And, um, and I had no boundaries with him. Uh, not only did I not have any boundaries, but I gave my power to him and he took it. It's not his fault, but like I, I gave it to him. I, you know, when that happens, it's very subtle and very slight and you don't really understand that it's happening. I don't think either party understands that it's happening unless you are a professional therapist and you're like, you know, you talk about boundary setting a lot uh, and, and giving away power, unless that's something on the forefront of your brain. I don't think anybody ever realizes when they give their power away. Um, so the, the relationship I have with this guy, um, it's just like he triggered me, but I was like, he was the most special person I had ever met. And I really, really adored him. And um, I had no boundaries with him to the point where, um, and he like, this is not something he knew I was doing, but if he said, hey, let's hang out, like I would just rush to hang out with him and not even consider like, well, what do I want to do? Like, what do I, you know, not that he would, wouldn't be open to any suggestions because he absolutely would, but I kind of like, our the relationship got off on a, on a weird start. And um, so I realized it really hurt me. It really hurt my feelings. Um, he really hurt my feelings really, really bad um, through through a number of actions. And um, and so I guess the last time I set a boundary was with this person. But this is this is a great, perfect example of how I'm not good at setting boundaries. I just blocked his phone number. I blocked him on social media and I cut him out of my life. <laughs> oh, that ain't a boundary, bitch. That's a tall ass wall. Um, but it made me feel better because I felt like I was hurting myself because he was not he wasn't careful with my heart. And I know that, um, I know that you, yeah, I don't know if it's fair to say, if it's fair to put that on somebody or not. No, you know what? It is. It is fair to put that on somebody because if somebody's vulnerable with you and they're telling you how they feel, here's an example. Like if I have a male friend that I love to death and I love spending time with him and he's great, but he tells me he's in love with me and then I go and have sex with him, that's, me being disrespectful to his heart if I'm not in love with him or if I don't think I could ever be or I don't have those feelings for him that is dicking him around and it's unkind and and I and I never oh god I never want to be careless with somebody's heart ever a friend a boyfriend a parent any anyone I just never want to be careless with anybody's heart that means a lot to me um because I mean, I'm a very sensitive soul. And um, and when people are careless with my heart, it has happened. <laughs> and it happened with that guy. And it really hurt me. And I got, what happened was before I had blocked him uh, and, and like just wiped him out basically digitally, which nowadays that's just, you know, that's the way to do it in 2019. Um, I started to get angry for the first time at this person about, and uh, I started to get angry about all the things about all the times he was careless with my heart. And then, but you know what I was really angry about? Me for letting it happen. Because I am a big, big firm believer of taking responsibility for all of your life situations. That doesn't mean blaming yourself. Don't blame yourself, but take responsibility. That's such an exciting new way to think of things. Because when that concept was introduced to me, I'm like, man, so if I'm responsible for everything that happens to me, I'm also responsible for where I take my life and the relationships I get into in the future. So yeah, but that was the last boundary I set and it was just total annihilation. So I'm learning about boundaries. One of the things that I did with this man in particular, I really miss him. It's just, it's, it's such a weird, it's like, oh, it's so weird when you like have a really close connection with somebody and they're really special. Um, but I, I would tell him like, hey, I'm not good at communicating. I think I told him like, I'm not good at setting boundaries. I'm not good at, saying how I feel, I get like, and I, and I was very open with this person about that. And that felt really good because I felt like he really understood. And one of the things, oh, I'm just going to say one more thing because it's just on my brain about this one person. There's something that he did that really, it, 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 it's, it's indicative of the kind of person he is. And it's one of the reasons, it's one of the first times that I was like, oh my God, this man is so special. Um, 
uh, I we were at a bar. Um, this was a couple months into us hanging out, and one of his friends had bought weed, so we went downstairs to this venue that doesn't care that we smoke weed because we work there. And I was smoking weed, and then I thought the guy was going to come down, and he didn't. And then I got really high, and I very rarely get paranoid when I get high, ever. I don't ever, I don't get like angry or grumpy or anything when I'm stoned. But I was like, where is he? Where is he? And I got like annoyed for some reason. I didn't have any reason to be annoyed. I really didn't. And then I went upstairs and I um, I saw him like way in the back of this venue uh, by a pool table and he was talking to a girl and I thought, and I don't know why the immediate thought in my brain was, oh, so he's flirting now? And he had done nothing to that point to make me think he was like a scumbag or anything. And, I, and, and I'm not really that, I'm not a jealous person. For the love of God, one of my sexual kinks is to see the person I'm with fuck another girl in front of me. So like, I'm not, I mean, I could still get jealous. What I think is a pretty healthy way, but this was not a healthy jealousy. And I was like, wait, so you're just talking to that girl? I guess I'm going to leave then. And then I went up to him and I was like, hey. And he was like, hi. And then I left. (laughs) And then I texted him and I was like, so you're not even sad I left? (laughs) So unlike me. And if a girl, if a guy friend came up to me and I was, and I, anyway, so I kept texting him. I'm like, so I guess you don't even care that I left. And he's like, I, I do. I'm just confused. Why'd you leave? And the, it turned around the girl he was talking to was a comic that we all know. And I'm like, what the fuck, Christina? And I was so embarrassed by throwing a little like temper tantrum for no reason. I was being so bratty for no reason. And it's to the point where like if, if a guy friend was like, hey, I'm seeing this girl. It's going really great. And he told me about that. I'm sad to say I might be like, oh, that's bad. She's jealous. I don't know. It's not going to get any easier, you know? Even though that's not a behavior that's typical for me. I don't ever get like, you're flirting with that girl. I like when my boyfriend, dude, when I dated Steven and he would flirt with girls, well, one time I didn't like it. But a lot of other times, I thought it was kind of hot. So I'm like, yeah, that's my man. He's sexy as fuck. And he's still wanted. And I liked it. I didn't I didn't care. Um, and people flirt. And and if you're in a relationship, flirt with other people who gives a shit it's it's not personal flirting makes you feel alive it's exciting anyway so i leave the bar with no notice and then i texted him like say so you're mad that i left and then i and then he was like no i was hanging out with so and so and then i was like oh that's the co- oh my god he was hanging out with a comic oh my god christina and i felt so stupid i felt really stupid and this person in particular i don't know why and it's to no fault of his own but he triggered me a lot he just triggered weird feelings in me and um one time my therapist was like or I, I said to my therapist, like, he looks like my mom. Like, he, my mom is a very beautiful woman, and she has, like, a nose that's, like, pointy and modely. And this gentleman also had, like, a similar nose. And I don't know, he just looked like my mom in a way, but like a hot guy, <laughs> if that makes sense. And she was like, maybe that's it. Maybe that's why he's tricking you. I'm like, because the nose is the same? Brains are weird. But I called him. I ended up calling him after I was home, and I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I feel really stupid. I, I, ugh, I'm sorry that I left. That was so dumb. And he, and he said to me, he's like, hey, that's okay. We're not all our best selves at every single second. Do you want me to come over? I'll get you sandwich. What do you want? And I was like, oh, I never had anybody be that kind to me when I threw a fit. And I don't throw fits. I don't really get, I'm not a difficult lady. If anything, I maybe need to be a little more difficult, but I'm not difficult. I'm the most easygoing motherfucker. And, and, and I was so embarrassed by my behavior. And when he was like, hey, we're not all our best selves all the time. I'm like, man, that you're right. But then, you know, now I'm thinking of, well, he wasn't his best self with me a bunch of times. And I got pissed. But the gravity of those situations, I think, deserved my anger. Anyway, <laughs> that was a little rant. Okay, next question. What was your life like when you were 23? Oh, girl. 23 what an age i oh i was such a jolly gal i was so and i also didn't do um i hadn't started doing any work on myself really yet so i wasn't really into therapy at this time when i was 23 i was so extremely naive um i dated that's when i also the age i was when i started dating my ex-boyfriend of seven years uh his name was steven it still is he didn't die um and I fell so, 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 so in love with him. Oh, God, I love falling in love. Isn't that the best? Um, and I just, it, that consumed me. Oh, so 23, I was just head over heels for this man. And um, and I had been graduated from, I was graduated from college a year at that point. No, 
maybe a year and a half. I have no idea. I don't know how old you are when you graduate. I think you're 22 or 23. Um, but I, I was so optimistic. I was overly optimistic and my rose colored glasses were thick because I was like, okay, so by the time I'm 25, I'm going to get an Oscar. And by the time I'm 27, I'm going to be married with two kids. And by the time I'm 20, 29, I'm going to own a house. And by the time I, <laughs> you know, we always plan. We always make plans, but a lot of times they don't happen. And that's okay because life fluctuates. But I was when I was 23, I was like, I'm going to win an Oscar. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I was so optimistic. I really was. I was also broke as a bitch. I, was so, I think 23 is probably my poorest year. I had so little money and I, I never wanted to ask my parents for money. My parents are not wealthy. But, um, you know, if, I, if you have negative $10 in your checking account and then every day goes by and TD Bank takes 35 more dollars because you don't have any money. Like, ask your fucking dad for 50 bucks. You know what I mean? My mom even yelled at me. She's like, honey, don't do that. Don't let your account get that low. I'll give you $100. Jesus Christ. I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm poor. Um, but I was very broke. And I uh, I was just clipping coupons, motherfucker. So 23, I was happy and broke. Uh, here's a question. Is a guy wrong for asking a random girl her number when she's out with her friends? Hmm. It's not wrong, but it's annoying. Unless you're really hot and you're soulmates, and then maybe you are. But here's what I would do. Asking for your number, ugh, if I'm out with my girlfriends, and this is 31-year-old me saying this, if when I'm out with my girlfriends and a guy tries to talk to us, uh-uh, bye-bye, see ya. And I, oh man, the other day, oh, I hated men the other day because I was mad at this one guy. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I was just in a foul mood. And, uh, and I went out dancing with my friends. And it was really fun. And we were in this little VIP area that was like one step elevated from the regular dance floor. And um, these guys kept coming up to the, to the railing and they're trying to talk. And I would just, the second a guy even looked, I was like, go away, go away, bye-bye. I just really didn't want to be talked to by a man. Um, and uh, uh, there have been a bunch of instances where I've been out with girlfriends and guys try to talk to us. And and if I'm if if the girl is deep in conversation, first of all, you use your eyes. Look at the like if she's deep in conversation, don't. It's not wrong. It's rude. It's fucking rude. And it's, you're not off to a good start. However, if you see a woman and she just takes your breath away, truly, and your first thought is not like, oh, fuck her pussy. Oh man, her titties look probably really good. Like, if you're thinking pervy th shit like that, that's fine for you to think. Think it away. It's a free country in that you could think whatever you want. You could think whatever you want anywhere in the world. That's the fun thing about thinking. You think whatever you want. Think it, don't say it. But if if that's your if that's your motivation to, to go up to her, eh. But I will say, if you if this a woman catches your eye and you just you're like, she's got this je ne sais quoi, there's like something about her that I I really like, well, if you're French, you can do no wrong. So yeah, good, do it. But if, if you're captivated by somebody and they're with their girlfriends and they're out, um, I think it's pretty sly to write your number down on a napkin with your name and just, you know, try to find a point in the conversation where there's a lull so you can quickly, you know, just chime in and be like, hey, I'm really sorry to interrupt. I, I just noticed you from across the room and I think you're really beautiful. And um, my name's Bob, and here's my number. If you want to call me sometime, I'd love to take you out for a date. Oh, I'm wet. Mm, 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 mm. There you go. There you go, fellas. I'm giving you the tools to get out there and get some puss or dick. But just because she says yes does not mean you're entitled to the vagina. You all know that, right? Okay. Yeah, uh, but when I'm with girlfriends and a guy comes up to us, I don't even give him a chance. I'm actually kind of rude. I should probably adjust my behavior, um, but I'm not nice. I'm like, hey, oh, well, I'm not mean. I'm not mean. I'll take that back. I say, hey, sorry, we're talking about something right now, and it's kind of a, it's a personal conversation. This is where I'm mean. I'll flip. This is where I flip the switch. This is where, here's where I flip the switch. If I'll say very politely and very respectfully because I, I don't think there's anything wrong with going up to a person and asking them for their number or whatever the fuck because you have the right to ask and the person has a right to say no or like go fuck, like leave like or I'm not interested in talking to you right now. I'm having a conversation with my friends. If you do not respect the fact that I just said not right now and I don't say it mean because I want you to respect that to go away. If you don't respect that, oh, claws are coming out, motherfucker. Claws are coming out. I was at Fat Black Pussycat the other night and I was talking to one of my friends there and she, her and I were talking and um, 
she was telling me about uh, a guy she was seeing and it was it was not good and i was trying to give her advice and um and some dude and he was drunk just sits next to her and starts staring and i'm like and i go hey can you give us can can you leave us alone we're having a really serious conversation right now and we really don't want to talk to anybody else and he said no and oh boy i said you need to get the fuck away right now go back to your friends go <laughs> like he's like a dog and then he did it and then he goes over to the bar right where i could see him and he's talking to his friend about us and he's pointing very obviously like cartoonishly point and i the girl that i was talking to was facing me away from these guys and i could see it and i said hey one second i can see you doing that and it's not cute shut the fuck up and go away and don't talk to us and then he tries to come over us again and fucking my comic friends, Sherrod Smalls, very funny comic, and Michael Che, who's on Saturday Night Live, very funny comedian, very funny comic. They were like standing near me and this guy, he goes to approach us again and I stand up and I said, I said, get the fuck away from us. What, what about what I said is so difficult for you to comprehend? And I got in his face and Che was like, whoa, 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 Christina, Christina. And then Sherrod was like, yo, is he okay? Is it, what's happening? And I was like, I don't want that guy talking to us. And he, keep, he, he kept trying to approach us. And I knew that Che and Sherrod were right by me. And I was like, if I raise my voice in front of them, they gonna kick you out. And they did. And Che was so sweet. He's like, hey, dude, don't, don't, you don't have to yell. Just tell me and I'll kick him out. I'm like, I love you. That was really nice. Uh, okay, last question. Oh, this is cute. What's your, fa what's your most favorite thing about yourself? Oh, that's a good question. My most favorite thing about myself is that, um, is my is um oh i have a lot of stuff um my inner child that's my favorite thing about myself i'm very childlike and playful and goofy which you guys hear and i like that about me um very goofy lady i like being goofy and silly um because life is shit <laughs> life is shit like it can it life could be amazing sometimes but overall it's not maybe three out of five stars you know what i mean like even when it's going really great there's also there's just our brains are uh, like you know i feel like we all have a negative bias towards everything so it's like oh it's just anxiety and then with with social media and all of this stuff and then the internet they're all yelling at each other and it's really it's a lot of a lot of voices and it's hard and um being silly saves me um and i really like that that's my favorite part about myself i'm so silly i prank call people um that's really fun <laughs> I'll drive through McDonald drive through and order Burger King food in a in a funny accent to confuse a person and then sometimes they'll give me free food because they think it's funny okay oh and then this oh by the way the last week I talked about this book that I'm reading feeling good and it's not by I forget who I said it was by it's not that's the guy who narrates it on audiobook because I quickly looked it up and that's not the author the the book is called feeling good and it's by David Burns and it's about how you can uh kind of fix your depression really um because if you just adjust the way you talk to yourself and the stories you tell about yourself whether that's in conversation with other people or um in your own head the stories you tell about yourself are are huge and when you're like retelling a traumatic story um a lot of times you re-traumatize like you kind of go through that trauma again a lot of times when i'll tell a story in therapy about something i'll like start hyperventilate hyperventilating and uh and then i'll just go into a panic attack i'm like well i just oops i did it again i re-traumatized my brain oops um and it's not obviously at the the same scale as when the event actually happened but um but anyway this book called feeling good by david burns uh, i i'm i'm reading it and then he talks about uh this anger test called the novaco anger scale this i'm gonna i'm putting a link to the pdf of this anger test uh on the resource section of my website christina jensen.com and uh, so I took this test. I'm like, oh, I want to take this because I get, I get, you know, well, I just told you the story about how my switch flips with uh, guys who don't respect the no. Um, but it's not often that I get heated, but I used to have a really bad anger problem. Um, it was really bad when I was dating my ex and it was really bad when I was on Adderall, which was during that time, but Adderall really vamped it up uh, like the year after, six months after. And that I had a lot of anger. But now that I'm like, clear-headed um i'm not that angry uh really and so i took this anger test and um you know you you add points to yourself so it's like okay take a wait is there do i have this no i don't have it up but um 
it, it'll be on my website. But basically, you put points of like, okay, here's a situation, and um, and tell me like how angry you would get at this situation. Wait, I'll give you a question. Okay, here you go. A- this is right. This is the test. Answer the following questions using the number guide below: zero if you would feel little or no annoyance; one if you would feel a little irritated; two if you would feel moderately upset; three if you feel quite angry; four if you would feel very angry. And here's an example of the question. Um, Question number one, you unpack an appliance that you just bought, plug it in and discover that it doesn't work. That's happened to me before and I don't get angry at all. I just laugh. I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) I don't even get a little irritated because I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) I just think it's funny. I think it's really funny when you buy something and it just doesn't work because that's the why you bought it. You know, maybe 10 years down the road when you go to move and then you move and then you plug it back in and that doesn't work. And eh, that makes sense. But if you just buy a new thing and it doesn't work, like, <laughs> it's just funny to me that it doesn't work. So I put, I guess, I guess I would be a little irritated. I think I put a zero for that because like that question made me laugh. Anyway, so I answered all the rest of the questions and my score was a 41. And at the bottom of this PDF, it's like, here's your answers. And the first thing is if zero to 45, if the points that you scored are between zero and 45, mine was a 41, this is the result. The amount of anger and frustration you genuinely experience is remarkably low. Only small percentage of the population will score this low on a test. You might want to examine whether you are honest with your answers and the possibility that you deny your angry feelings. And I read that and I was like, fuck you. I don't deny my anger. Go fuck yourself. Go to hell. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I gotta retake that test. (laughs) But I really don't. If you get me in a mood, I'll be angry. But I think this, this, the results, they, they, this guy has a point. I may, I I gotta examine (laughs) whether I'm being honest with myself about my anger. And that's one of the things that people pleasers do is that they, if they, if something happens to them that should cause anger in a healthful, healthy human being and they don't get mad, here's what happens. You will get mad. You don't even realize it. And like, there's like a little jar in your belly. It's like an invisible jar and a little coin goes in it every time. And then every time this happens to you, which is probably a lot if you're a people pleaser, where you don't show or feel any anger at at a certain situation that would absolutely require it, more coins go in that jar. And girl, sometimes that jar fills up and then you explode. And then you block his number. You block him on Instagram. You block him on Twitter. You (laughs) like, yeah, maybe I do have a problem. Um, and this is the last thing I want to talk about. Um, thanks for being here with me, you guys. I hope you have fun. Um, this is so, uh, so there have been two episodes where I've bought things for listeners and I'm a really big, I'm a really big advocate of being, um, being a good citizen of the world. And if you can donate money or thing to, to causes or buy things for people, I think you should. Um, and, but this is, I'm gonna ask you for a favor. Actually, I'm, st- I started a fundraiser. Um, like thing. I, I well, I didn't actually start it right now because I'm gonna do it after I record this. So I don't know which website I'm gonna be using yet. But the link will be available in the in the. I'm gonna put the link for that in the bio of this episode in the description and on my website and on the social media. But okay, so my mother was adopted, and um, she had one, two, three, three siblings. Yeah, three siblings. Um, they were all separated. Um, but one of her siblings is a woman named Wendy. She's my aunt Wendy, and um. I met her when um, when I was little. Um, she it's so funny. This is this is so fascinating. So my mom was adopted by these two lovely, lovely human beings. My grandparents who have since passed, um, but they were wonderful people. And she had a horse when she was like ten, and her horse is named Cookie. And she loved horses. And um, so they had like a it wasn't a big property that they lived on, but they had like a little stable and a little area for the horse. And she just loved riding her horse. And um, and um, she finally connected with um, one of her sisters, Wendy, and she found out that Wendy is a professional, um, I guess not equestrian, because I think that's somebody who rides horses for like competition, but she went to school to take care of horses. She was born with horses. She was raised with horses. Um, and I just think that's so fucking cool um, that two people who are related, sisters, can grow up in completely different environments and then both have the similar interests. Another thing that I really love about my Aunt Wendy is that she has the same laugh as my mom. And my mom, <laughs> this is, okay, I'm gonna try to do my mom's laugh as best I can. she screams it's so funny i love making my mom laugh this is my dad's laugh (laughs) oh i just made myself choke um 
But my Aunt Wendy has the same exact laugh as my mom, and they did not grow up together. I just, and I think that's so, and they look alike. They're almost identical. It's gnarly. Um, and and she's so special to me because my mom is so special to me. Oh, my mom is so fucking special to me. And I have this other woman in my life that is like identical to my mom, laughs the same as my mom. She's amazing. So my mom, we had connected with her back when I, in like the 90s. And then my mom and Wendy had stopped talking because um, Wendy was married to a guy who was not a kind person and it kind of got like it affected the relationship and she was like dude talk to me when you get rid of this guy basically and um and she did she ended up uh getting a divorce from this guy and uh but then in so i called wendy uh a couple days ago and she was telling me that um between the year 2006 and 2017 she thought my mom was dead in 2006 uh wendy and my mother's biological their aunt their biological aunt for whatever reason, told her, told Wendy that my mom had died, um, that she, I think she said she committed suicide because their other sister is a woman named Donna who did commit suicide. Um, and uh, and so this woman told my mom that my mom, or told Wendy that my mom died. And so in, tw- in 2017, my mom has had Facebook and she found Wendy. She found her sister and she friended her. And then I'm talking to Wendy on the phone the other day and she's like, and then I got a friend request and said, Nancy Hutchinson. And I was like, is this a ghost? And they reconnected. And she was like, oh my God, I thought you died. <laughs> and and she didn't die. And it was so cool. And um, and so my mom a couple years ago flew out to see Wendy. So my Aunt Wendy lives on a horse farm in, I believe, Arizona. And she lives in this little trailer, this tiny little trailer. And it barely has a fridge. And um, she 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 doesn't have to pay rent because she takes care of the horses on the property for the owners of this property. And she doesn't make a lot of money at all, at all. And she has a lot of stomach issues, just like my mom. They have very similar health problems. And she like, so she, instead of food, she eats this like meal replacement shake from um, some company she was telling me about. And it has all the vitamins you need and it has, um, you know, shit that you need when you're, when your stomach can't process solid foods. And, um, and she works her fucking ass off taking care of these horses and she she lives alone she isn't dating anybody and um she has kind of an estranged relationship with a lot of her family and uh and so she's alone on this ranch she's taking care of these horses which is very therapeutic horses are so fucking therapeutic and she had told me about this one horse that she is like her her best friend um and the horse's name is sunny d and she bought the horse for a dollar. This this rich guy wanted Wendy to take care of some of his horses. And there was this one horse. Um, his name was Sonny D. And uh, no one wanted to go near him. He hated people. And they weren't sure why. He was kind of young, I guess, when she when she purchased him. And because um, when Wendy met this horse, Sonny D, the horse like fell in love with her. And it was the only human being she let ride him. Um, that he let ride. Well, yeah. Wendy could ride her him fuck i'm bad at talking wendy could ride sunny d she was the only human being on the planet that could ride this horse and so the owner was like look i i was gonna put this horse down because it won't let people near him i don't know what to do this horse loves you if you want to buy this horse for a dollar here you go and she's like fucking sold and she purchased this horse and this horse she was telling me like gives her life like this horse just it's her source of happiness and it's her favorite creature on this planet and uh about a week ago um, she described to me what happened, but I can't repeat it because I don't really get the technicalities of it. But the horse was in its pen and there was some piece of metal broke and it scraped it. It fucked up all four of the horse's legs and she sent me pictures and I'm not going to put these pictures up on my website because they are fucking gnarly. But this horse needs to um, have all of this medical care now and the bills to take care of this horse are astronomical and she does not have the money and so i'm starting a, a fundraiser account to put my i'm gonna put a bunch of money in it but if you have even a dollar um to spare even a dollar it would it would mean the world to me and to her and because she's never had money ever and um and she deserves to not only have take care of her fucking horse that she loves more than anything in this world but like she was telling me too that she 
when she has that pro that powder that meal replacement powder she's like it's really expensive so i kind of split it up and i'll just have like a half a scoop instead of a whole scoop i'm like oh my god and then she her bathroom because she lives in a, a little trailer a trailer hitch her bathroom is an outhouse and the, the plumbing to the outhouse or something about the outhouse was fucked up oh the bowl the toilet bowl in the outhouse broke so she has to like shit in a ditch literally and i'm like dude oh god so i told her i was like wendy i if i make like a fundraiser account for you and i talk about it on my podcast and try to raise some money for you would that be okay because i don't ever want to be like i don't know some sometimes people are prideful with money and i don't ever know when they will be who is and who isn't and so i was like would you mind because you're really going through it and she she is a person who doesn't ask for help ever and she was like oh my god that would be incredible so if you have a buck 20 bucks, whatever, whatever you feel comfortable. If you have it, if you don't, no worries at all. But I really, I wanted to put the word out there because she's a really special human being and she works her fucking ass off. And the only thing that matters to her in her life is this horse, Sunny D. And if she can't afford to fix him, have the, you know, pay for the medical expenses and keep everything maintained, um, uh, she's going to have to put him down. And that would make me very sad. <laughs> and that would make her very sad and um this horse isn't that old and um i would love to help her out with the medical care with the medical expenses so if you have if you have a buck or 20 or a million or if you have a million you should invest it but um if you have any money that you want to donate i would i would really appreciate it and she would really appreciate it um when i told her i was like dude i'm gonna make a fucking fundraiser account for you and she like she was just like beside herself and she was really sweet and very open and accepting to it and that's how I knew I'm like oh fuck okay yeah you really need this money like I really want to do this for her and it means a lot to me so um yeah if you want to do it and be a good person and don't dwell on the past and be in the present moment that's good advice right be present man if you're worried about the future that's anxiety if you're worried about the past that's depression be present be present and give people presents that's so fun it feels so good okay i love you i'll talk to you next wednesday clean baby why you flow so me mr clean pull up with my whole damn team mr clean mr clean mr clean mr clean Gravy, he be clean like Windex Just hit your mind with my index And your bitch look like a pinhead All my haters, they be skinheads Pissed off cause they wife is they sister the Young Gravy just kissed Hot damn Pull up on the scene Cause a wet dream, I might need a summer ring If you got the beef, I turn your ass to smell the rings uh, Your bitch looking scary, I thought it was Halloween Gravy, he be clean like some fucking Listerine uh, But I smooth it out like a jar of Vaseline Shit Posted with a MILF and her name is Charlene Everybody wonder how she got the hygiene It's all thanks to Mr. Clean Mr. Clean Gravy white flow so mean Mr. Clean Pull up with my whole damn team Mr. Clean Mr. Clean Mr. Clean Mr. Clean Gravy he be clean like Colgate White MILF Charlene that's my soulmate you ain't got a bitch I might donate Slide in the DMs with a snowflake Talking about your girl, my favorite topic You can't even see me, you would think I'm microscopic Gravy balling out like the fucking Flint Tropics Turn these bitches on cause I'm really good at bopping Clean in, clean out Pulling up drop-top vibe Had to steal